Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Carl Perkins, and today we are studying Tractate Megillah, Daf Yud Zion, page 18. There are two issues discussed on this page that I would like to highlight. The first is language. The second is memory. They are clearly related. The Megillah, the scroll of Esther, and in fact most of the Bible, the Hebrew Bible that is, was written in Hebrew and was preserved in Hebrew. Hebrew is the name we give to a particular language and also to a particular script that is used to record it on paper or parchment. There are people who know the Hebrew language but cannot read Hebrew script and there are people who can read, that is decode Hebrew script, but who do not fully understand the meaning of Hebrew words. The same is true of other languages as well, of course. Throughout this tractate, there is a lot of focus on the writing and the reading of sacred liturgical texts. The Megillah, the scroll of Esther, of course, but also the Torah and parchments that contain portions of the Torah, such as the parchment placed in a mezuzah or the parchments inserted into tefillin. It has long been Jewish practice to preserve these texts in their original language, Hebrew, written, of course, in Hebrew script. Incidentally, uh, the Hebrew script that we use is not the very oldest Hebrew script, but it is still several thousand years old. There is something curious about the very deep relationship Jews have long had with Hebrew. For the Hebrew language and script have also been foreign to many, many Jews throughout the ages. This is not just a relatively recent phenomenon. Indeed, on the very page of Talmud that we are studying, we deal with the religious issues that this raises. For example, let's assume that a person does not understand the Hebrew language. Now, that's not, as the Talmud acknowledges on the page, a a far-fetched assumption. The Talmud admits that there are words in the Megillah and elsewhere in the Bible that even the Talmudic sages did not fully understand. Back to our person who is ignorant of Hebrew. Does such a person fulfill his or her obligation to read the Megillah if he or she reads it in Hebrew? That is, decodes the words from a Hebrew text or or hears someone else read it in Hebrew? If comprehension is the only fundamental value at stake, then the answer should be no. But if preserving the literature in Hebrew is a value in and of itself, even if a particular listener may not understand it fully, then perhaps the answer might be yes. What then of an entire community of Jews who don't understand Hebrew? May they read the Megillah in a language other than Hebrew? written in a script other than the traditional Hebrew script? 
If the preservation of the literature in Hebrew is the only fundamental value, then perhaps not. But if the communication and comprehension of the messages of the text, if they are also important, then perhaps the answer is yes. In the world of the Talmud, Hebrew was only one of several special languages that Jews spoke, read, or understood. Aramaic, the language in which, in which much of the Talmud is preserved, was the language of common speech. And Greek was important as well because it was an international, in fact, the international and widely known language. And although rabbinic Jews were steeped in Jewish culture and cared very, very much about preserving Jewish culture, they were also not strangers to the languages and the cultures of the people among whom they lived. Now, it might be easy for us in our society, in our time, to understand the importance of comprehension. What, though, is the basis for the rabbinic, for the intense loyalty of the rabbis to the Hebrew language and to its literature? Well, we might get the answer on this very page of Talmud. On this very page, we explore the source for the practice of reading the Megillah. And we're told something very interesting. We're told that one who reads the Megillah by heart has not fulfilled his obligation. In other words, even if he or she knows it by heart, he or she can't simply declaim it. That person must read it from a written text. Why is that? Well, the Talmud goes on to explain, because we're told in the book of Esther, chapter 9, verse 28, that the days of Purim are to be remembered. And the Talmud asks, what is the meaning of to remember? How is remembrance to be accomplished? Is, is this simply a matter of thinking about what has happened and recalling it to our consciousness? That's what we might think, but the answer that the Talmud gives is no. It quotes a verse from Exodus, chapter 17, verse 14, in which God says to Moses regarding a battle with the nation of Amalek that has just taken place. And by the way, Amalek is understood to be the nation from which Haman, the enemy of the Jews, has come. Immediately after that battle, God says to Moses, inscribe this in a document as a reminder and read it aloud to Joshua. And so the Talmud infers that just as in that episode, remembrance refers specifically to reading something written in a document, so too regarding the Mikilah Remembrance is through reading something written in a document. Must the document be read out loud? Perhaps it's enough merely to look through it and read it silently. But no, the Talmud answers. As that text in Exodus makes clear, remembrance must be expressed with the mouth and not merely with the mind. If remembrance must be expressed with words, then it is clear why the original words in their original language, namely Hebrew, are significant. Yes, in a given circumstance, 
comprehension may be compromised by reading aloud that text in Hebrew. But only if that is what is done, only if the original words of the Megillah in their original language are preserved, only then might it be possible in the future for future generations to fully remember and to learn from and to derive lessons from that remembrance. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.